the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. Let's try to figure out why the stock market opened big today. That'll be our big myth. And yet, maybe get in a little first 30 minutes. Retail sales picked up as steam as consumers shell out more for gas. That's a headline. UAW is preparing to strike tonight at midnight. I think that's how technically that works. We're seeing all three major averages higher. Oil's hitting $90 barrel. That's ominous to me because I know it's not good. Um, for confidence in spending. It's great if you're an oil company or invested in an oil company. 10-year treasury sits at 4.25. Nothing going on. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. Taking a look at some of the stories from yesterday and today. That's kind of what I like doing on this show. Kind of gives us a perspective, I hope, um, of where not only we've recently come from, but where we're going. I think the big question is, when does the market and economy start feeling the pinch of the higher gas? Keep in mind, we have higher interest rates as well, pinching our credit cards, making us pay more interest on our mortgages, which means we get less afford a less house. It's just our cash that goes into that hole. Fuel prices are soaring, feeling the pinch. ECB raised interest rates. Yeah, a lot going on. These are not... Things that I would say um, are super positive, if you will. Yesterday, the NASDAQ was up one quarter of a percent. The SP 500 was up fractions. The Dow was down one fifth of a percent. CDC recommended that everyone above six months old get the new COVID booster. Moderna stock shot up higher, 3% on the news. The Fed's next move in the latest. Watch of the consumer price index showed that inflation rose more than expected last month, even when you don't include the sky high gas prices of note. Is anything sacred? Britain's largest pub company called Stonegate has adapted. I guess adapted is the wrong word, adopted. An additional 20 pence for a pint of beer, offset higher cost of staffing. And licensing requirements. So anytime you hear something that's good for an employee, more pay, more health care, fewer hours worked, ultimately it's going to be passed on to you. Now, beer prices go down after peak hours. Should you create a pint of Guinness at, say, 10 in the morning? <laughs> I think it's a funny way of looking at it. Who else has done dynamic pricing? AMC? 
they said they're going to abandon an effort to implement higher prices for more popular seats. It tested the surge price model that just angered people. Lyft is working to remove its surge pricing feature because it can dampen demand. Ticketmaster is hated for its dynamic pricing. When it sold such coveted seats to things like Bruce Springsteen at $4,000 per ticket. You can see there's a backlash now. So someone comes up with a great idea in the boardroom. That tends to be not so great. Let's keep moving forward with today's content, shall we? I just thought it would be fun to take a shot at dynamic pricing and see if that resonates with you. Escape murderer caught in Pennsylvania yesterday. You can't crab walk your way out of from the long arm of the law, is what I learned. Um, looks like a pretty tough dude. Convicted of killing his ex-girlfriend, changed his parents, stole a van, broke into homes to steal food. Uh, probably not long till Hallmark has a movie about the genius agents who caught him. 200 people are stuck on a luxury ship in Greenland. A remote stretch of the northeast Greenland National Park, stranding 206 passengers as it ran aground. Danish Navy said its closest vessel can't arrive to them until Friday. Interesting, right? Like, that happens in this day and age? Oh, Aaron Rodgers. And synthetic turf is coming up in arguments. In 10 of the 11 regular seasons, players were hurt more often on synthetic surfaces than on natural grass. Injury rates 37% higher on turf. I love that we have statistics on this. And we only bust them out when Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. Gannett is hiring a reporter to cover nothing but Taylor Swift. Yes, that somehow is a story. Um, There's a Beyonce beat in news. There's a Taylor Swift beat. What's interesting to note about that is you wonder why society is failing or is society failing or whatever. You wonder why we have problems. I can tell you that my news station, when I first started working there on television, we had a reporter that went to City Hall all day and just sat there and waited for stories and found stories. And then ultimately that became too expensive. So when you get mad that news isn't doing what you want it to, but they're paying people like Taylor Swift reporters. Yeah, people will read it. I I don't doubt it. But we're going to get what we settle for in this society. Um, I know you're saying, oh, very scary, Rob. <laughs> you have an opinion. I know, I know. Oh, let's see what else is there. Um, uh, Elon Musk called for regulators to ensure that AI development procedures uh, follow safety. There was a closed-door meeting with U.S. lawmakers that also included Alphabet CEO Sundar Pichai and Meta Zuckerberg. Of note, it was a really long table. Zuckerberg was sat on one side and Elon Musk was sat on another. Reading Elon Musk's biography by Walter Isaacson, he's just a jerk. And Walter Isaacson is is weird because he did the greatest biography you could possibly do of uh, then dying Steve Jobs. Uh, 
but he just interviews Elon Musk's best buddies and friends and doesn't fight back against any of the crazy, horrible things he does in life. Uh, it was a boring read. I would not recommend it. Boring. Mind read. What else do we have to hit while we're on a roll here? Um, hackers. Have hit Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. They've been targeting casinos and ransomware attacks. MGM's business has been disrupted for days while Caesars paid out half of a $30 million ransom demand. That's pretty. Talking about sexy stories. That's a good one, right? Oh, and back to the Elon Musk call to asking for regulators. Regulators. Ah, I'll believe it. Um, I think he's trying to slow down until he catches up so he can break the rules just like other people break the rules. And by break the rules, it means things like using pictures of me and my kid without asking me for using pictures of me and my kid. Um, just my opinion. I know you're saying salacious, salacious, Rob. Uh, ECB had a decision to raise three key interest rates by 25 basis points. 30. People's Bank of China announced a 25 basis point cut in required reserve ratio. Arm Holdings priced its IPO at $51. It's probably going to come up between 47 and 51 Then where does it go? I don't know. Delta Airlines reaffirmed its full-year guidance, but followed suit with other airlines, saying that it's lowering its third-year guidance. Ten. Oil hits $90 a barrel. Today, we get PPI and retail sales, weekly initial jobless claims, and continuing claims reports. Lots going on economically. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. One of the things that I learned in my 20s when I got caught up in credit card debt was that if you take a write-off on your credit card debt, like in my case, I think it was $4,000 that I just couldn't pay because I was, just wasn't in I just didn't pay. What? Not earning enough, not saving enough, not in, I, I don't know. So that first year after college, I had some credit card debt that I came out of college with, which is ridiculous and of itself. I've told this story on air before. I got into a scenario where the credit companies were calling me and saying, you know, hey, uh, is Mr. Black there? I'm like, nope, he died. Nope, he's not here. Nope, never heard of him. And, uh, it's kind of embarrassing to admit it, but I found right around the same time um, a girlfriend encouraged me to um, wear less clothing. It's the best way of saying that. Kind of in an intimate intonation. She goes, I love it. And uh, she goes, you should have no shame. And I, I started learning people should have no shame about money either. And you only live once. And the people that love you, love you. And when you do make a mistake on money, admit it. Um, I could have borrowed money from a family member. I did not. It wasn't an outrageous amount of money. It was just a stupid amount of money that got away from me. In the college years where you're trying to decide, you know, do I get textbooks or do I, you know, go to the library and use a book there? Uh, 
now I'm trying to make myself look good by saying it was about textbooks. It probably wasn't completely about textbooks. So anyway, the credit card company would call and uh, ultimately I got to the point where I, I did some research and you can say things like, well, how about I give you $2,500 and settle this for $4,000? And they're like, well, let me get back to my boss. Let me put you on hold. They're like, how about $3,000? I'm like, nope, call back tomorrow. And they call back tomorrow and they'd say, how about $2,600? And they'd say, let me get back to my boss. We finally settled on, let's say, $2,750 out of $4,000. So I wrote a check for $2,750. I wrote on the back of the check, do not cash this check unless it settles my debt in full. But I didn't realize that for that extra that wasn't settled, in this case, $1,250, I got a tax bill from the IRS. So loan forgiveness was not forgiven. So I had to come up with an extra three or $400 at um, tax time. So a lot of, I mean, not a lot. <laughs> That's an understatement. Millions of Americans may not have to pay federal student loans anymore. But you live in a state that has decided to, ta- uh, to tax for your business, you should expect to be taxed. A lot like I was in a surprise. Uh, which states tax student debt forgiveness? Indiana, Mississippi, North Carolina, Wisconsin. Uh, they'll tax the full amount of the loan forgiveness. Now, I know the state was primarily in California, but it brings up the thought of you should really need to know the ramifications of your decisions. And when you think there's free money involved, debt forgiveness, student debt, credit card debt, it's probably not as free as you think, just to be honest and just to be fair. Uh, not saying it's a bad thing, not judging. Like I said, you should have no shame. Whether it's uh, not wearing a t-shirt to bed or whether it's uh, maybe get into a financial problem asking for help. I have some friends now that I have enough wealth that when I hear the, that they're stressed and that they have, they have children and it could be about relocating from one city to the next. I'm like, if you need any like cash up front to you, let me know. I'll, I'll give you a six month. No, no, no interest loan. Uh, Trying to say, you know, you shouldn't have stress. You shouldn't have shame of asking your friend who offers, because I don't care. But here's also the, other, the next thought on that. Never loan money to a friend unless you expect not to get it back or lose the friend. I once lent money to a friend who, uh, she went crazy. Like, she went legitimately crazy. Um I don't want to get into that. So it's, it's, it's you're just going to have to trust me that uh, she was not well, to say the least. And there was statements made like her mother disappeared. And she wanted to get the sheriffs involved. And, and of course, that makes sense, except for her brother knew exactly where her mother was. And she had these thoughts that the president was trying to steal her. Like she went legit. Cuckoo, cuckoo. <clears throat> Let's move on, shall we? Um, one of the big stories today is, will the Fed cut interest rates in 2024? And yesterday we got what I would refer to as an uncooperative CPI. 
Now, talking about the Federal Reserve putting on their hiking boots, to me, it seems possible they could do it one more time. Or they can leave the interest rates higher longer. This last 18 months, the Fed Reserve has been on a hiking campaign that's probably most notable for its speed and its aggression. If you talk to an opinionated person on Wall Street, doesn't mean they're knowledgeable. They'll tell you how the the Fed is breaking things. And I'll tell you, post-COVID, I think all things considered, with a huge amount of government stimulus, I'm impressed with where we are today. With the higher interest rates, that extra savings that people put away during COVID has really helped not feel the pain of the higher interest rates and higher inflation. That's starting to end. And again, we're going to see how that plays out probably post-Christmas because we're so close already to the end of the year. So we're looking at 2024 when people start feeling the effects of not having cash laying around, having higher interest rates on mortgages, having higher interest rates on adjustable rate mortgages, having higher interest rates on credit cards. If you go back to the 1970s, it's probably the greatest inflation of your lifetime, my lifetime. If you're born after 1970, bless you. You're listening to a show that's going to help you get your retirement. The Fed typically doesn't underreact to things on the upside or downside. It does too much. The banking system is an enormous amount of stress. People are excited about bonds right now. And I'm not. I'd rather be in cash and not take any risk on the up or down. 30. So I'm in I'm in money markets. People talk about investing in stocks, but there's such a thing as value investing in bonds too. Feels a little bit like 2006 right now, where there's a lot of data croaking around. Nobody cared about the consumer, and the next day they did. 2024 is going to be very interesting to see what effects hit the consumer as stimulus money goes away and all these higher rates start to sting, especially with higher gas prices. Not bearish, but not bullish either right now. What's the best way to choose a financial advisor? Download our guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth. This is some crazy talk. Um, you know, I talked about Aaron Rodgers and in 10 of the last 11 seasons, there's been more injuries on turf than on grass. It would cost the NFL an estimated $850,000 for each of the NFL's 15 turf fields to be turned into grass. Now, what's really cool about this are some areas grass field doesn't get the sunshine, right? Because they're indoor domes. But Real Madrid has the same idea and their their soccer field goes underground. I watched a video on this. It's pretty cool. Um, it, it's like on an elevator and that's where it gets watered and that's where it gets um, UV light therapy. How fascinating is that? You can't tell me that the NFL with $12 billion in revenue last season can't afford it to copy what Spain is doing with Real Madrid. Thing to touch upon. No, 
Are you with me? Are you against me? I ended last segment talking a little bit about what I see from the Fed and the pinch of gasoline prices and the pinch of higher interest rates on our credit cards, the pinch of higher interest on adjustable rate mortgage, the pinch of new mortgage money, which new mortgage money, when it gets pinched, it hurts real estate agents. It hurts the whole industry. The secretaries, the companies that do um, appraisals, the companies that uh, do title, a lot of jobs in America. It's like the UAW going on strike tonight at midnight, and they wanted a 44% rate hike for labor. And the UAW is like, how about 26%? And they're going to meet somewhere in the middle. I would prefer they do it now versus later. But that's just me. Some other stories of note today. Um, I went back and I listened to a little bit more on Jamie Dimon and what he was saying on Morgan Stanley and J.P. Morgan. And then I listened to JP Morgan. Then I listened to um, Citigroup and Citigroup's doing a pretty big job cut as one of the big four banks, Morgan Stanley, JP Morgan, Citigroup and um, Goldman Sachs. Goldman Sachs isn't sitting pretty right now either. They're cutting down on their divisions tied towards wealth for everyone but the uber wealthy. But Citigroup announced a big shuffle or reshuffling is the way they probably want to say it. They're pitching the move as a way to simplify its structure. They have 35 different committees inside the company. Anytime you shuffle 35 committees, that reorg is going to make some people uncomfortable. Citigroup share price is down nearly 40% since the CEO took over in March 2021. Some people would call it tough love. Some people would call it right-sizing. Some people would say firing people. I remember Citigroup back in 2020 accidentally wired $900 million. It was one of the biggest banking blunders in history, and it was being wired into um, some of the lenders from Revlon. And I didn't think much about it at the time. I was thinking, that's a big blunder. I don't invest in big banks. I just It's not my thing. Um, I'd like to, because I oftentimes will say, um, if banks don't lend money, our economy stops. And banks make money by lending money. And banks have a certain amount of money they're willing to lose. Just throwing that out there for you. Um, What else do we have to hit upon? Let's do a little strategy. Um, no, I don't really like that. Some of the stocks making the biggest moves. Let's talk about this ever so quickly. Um, AMC company. I really, really don't care about. Um, it just seems like the wrong idea other than the fact that a lot of dumb retail investors like it. And when I say dumb, I'm just telling you not smart money, small money. I tend to look at, Decisions made by billions and billions and billions of dollars is smart. So when we see interest rates rise or fall, that's money saying, I think things are going to get better or I think things are going to get worse. 
and usually more right than wrong. Not necessarily in the short term, but definitely in the midterm and the long term, which is one of the reasons some people think the Federal Reserve should just abolish their own business and let money do the talking for where interest rates should be. Penn Entertainment stock is up 3% today. Short-term buy call from Deutsche Bank. They are one of the companies that do online betting. Speaking of online betting, MGM, think twice before booking a room is what this story tells me. They've been hacked. And it's bad. It's no bueno. It's not cute. It's not funny. Um, After a cyber attack this weekend that knocked several important systems offline across the hospitality company's Las Vegas properties, MGM said in a filing with the SEC that they, a filing with the SEC is basically saying, we're public, we have to tell things when things aren't good. And we're public, we have to say things when things are good. Like they have to share information in a timely manner. Um, They're going to get a credit rating downgrade. I don't own any shares of MGM. Glad that I don't. Uh, they own the Bellagio, the Cosmopolitan. Cosmo, well, that's easy for me to say. The Bellagio and Cosmopolitan. Um, but check-ins with credit card payments are being conducted entirely by hand right now. Because the computer systems are all messed up. MGM's grand sportbook has been forced to close. Slot machine players are being cashed out by in-person attendance. Restaurants and bars are only accepting cash. All while many on-site ATMs have been offline. That's a pretty big cyber attack. In cybersecurity ratings, which I didn't know there were cybersecurity ratings, they get a big F from a company called BitSight. In 2020, a different cyber attack snatched the personal information of over 10 million guests who had stayed at MGM resorts. This is not good. Um, this is pretty wide. MGM would have been forced to disclose way more information to the SEC if the attack had occurred just a few months from now. Starting next year, the SEC is implementing new rules requiring far more disclosure on cybersecurity. Makes me think twice of ever staying at an MGM property. Just throwing it down, being honest with you. Um, I think that's that's kind of interesting, right? Are you with me or are you against me? Because you got to pick a side. This is a civil war. <laughs> Thanks for being with me, by the way. I feel pretty lucky getting to do this on a regular basis in my life. Anything you ever want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Let's take a look at quick, again, big, big, big coming tonight, the uh, UAW strike. Talking about not needing higher interest rates, higher gas prices, higher inflation, making everything more expensive in our life. Don't need a work stoppage from an industry that touches lots and lots of people. Find a good angle for you that's strategic, and I'm just not finding it. So my emergency fund is probably six months of pay. No, it's not that much. It's probably four and a half months of pay. Not including my dividends and things that I would get anyway if I lost my job. We've all heard cash is king. And with an emergency fund, you put your money into something that's relatively safe, is my thought. It's not meant to buy you a TV. It's not meant to go on vacation. It's meant to be an emergency. And when Americans have job loss and they don't have an emergency fund, it sucks. 
but I don't keep my money at a bank per se, just a bank account. I keep my money in a money market fund. And two years ago, it was getting less than 1% and it sucked. Now it's getting over 5% and it's glorious. But I still like getting that little bit of interest that a regular banking account doesn't give you. I'm not putting it in a one-year, two-year, three-year bond. I still want it more liquid. And I don't want any sort of higher interest rate risk or lower interest rate. Um, Even though I'm highly expecting interest rates to be lower a year from now. One. And being locked in would be a good thing versus being in a money market that'll follow the lower uh, rates lower if that does happen. Um, I would consider a one-year CD for half of my um, emergency fund, but nothing more. Maybe if you were to give me some alcoholic beverages that cost 25 cents more in England pubs, maybe I would consider two years. If I had a three-year time horizon for emergency funds. Now, again, I think there's emergency funds before you go into retirement while you're working. That emergency fund protects your ability to earn income. And then after an emergency fund that protects your expenses in case the stock market goes down, minus your dividends, what sort of cash flow do you need? You can find me online at robblackshow.com. You are listening to the Rob Black Show podcast. For more information on EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. In a little bit of, I think, interesting news. Um, the iPhone is just getting slammed in social media as just amazingly boring. Why even bother updating? My phone's fine right now. And I'm totally good with that. And I own shares of Apple. I think some pressure needs to be put on the company to uh, up their game a little bit on innovation. They spend billions of dollars on research and development. One of the reasons I like the company is they buy back their own shares. They have a small dividend. They have a loyal following of investors, a loyal following of product users. I, I don't talk a lot about innovation. I think next year they have a very good chance with their Vision Pro to do some interesting stuff on the collegiate level of research and job training. Not totally sure it's ever going to be something that um, gets into my world. But the virtual desk inside the Vision Pro one is pretty darn impressive and useful. Still, I don't know if that form factor of wearing something on my head is right. Keep in mind, I have headphones on right now. So it's not like that far of a stretch to put a visor on top of headphones. Um, but one thing I didn't say about owning Apple is that their, their phones are getting better. Um, you heard me do a story recently that you can spend $100 and get your battery replaced. I'd do it. If your battery is charging at only 80%, Go get it replaced if you've got Apple Care um, for the two years after you buy the phone. Get it done with Apple Care if it's down to eighty percent. If it's down to eighty percent because you've had it for two years in a day and you don't have Apple Care, I'd still get the battery replaced. Not a lot of difference between the iPhone eleven through fifteen. That's worrisome, except for they have a cult following. And uh, back in the nineteen nineties. I bought Apple for sure in the late 1990s. 
early, probably more like early 2000s is the right way of saying that. But I was not an Apple fan because I saw it as a cult on the Macs. I had a girlfriend, Juliette. Um, She's a graphic designer and she had to have Macs. Like she had to. And she'd roll her eyes that, you know, I'm fine with a BC. And she's like, but I want to scream out death. Yes, I, she, I, I dated a pterodactyl. Um, but not a lot of innovation. So for those of you fanboys who are like, yeah, oh, it's the greatest phone ever. I don't think so. Um, I don't see it in any way, shape or form. Let's talk about investing in fine wine. The wine industry blends more than just grapes. It combines traditional heritage and progressive transformation. It's continually evolving. Did you see the city in Europe that uh, they had some huge barrels burst and the whole city was flooded with wine? Not like the floods in Libya right now that are killing thousands and thousands and thousands of people tragically. Um, but the fine wine markets remain a source of growth for astute collectors. This is something I know nothing about, but do you? Here's the trends that would affect wine that would freak me out. Climate change. From wildfires in Northern California to a rainy season in Burgundy. Winemakers had to pause on production. That slowdown in supply created a price inflation that caused a spike, making investors wise. There's a push in the industry as a far another trend other than climate change is quality over quality, quantity. Wine production has decreased as quality improves. That causes price. Funny to note, right? Domaine de la Romane Conti. Conti, you probably heard the name Conti. Had an unbelievable sale price of $11,500 per bottle when it hit the market in 2012. Similar now is $30,000. And for the record, only 2018s are hitting the market now because of the way they age wine. So 2009, you'd pay $11,500 for a bottle. Now you're paying $30,000. I can't imagine paying $30,000 for a bottle of wine. That would stress me out. I think I've shattered two bottles of wine in my life, so I no longer partake. Um, shifting global tastes. California Chardonnays are moving from big, oaky, buttery, and rich to catch up to the increased demand from Burgundian-style wines, which are lighter, more stair bodies. I would never know that as an investor. So winemakers in California are changing what they're doing to catch up with winemakers um, around the world that are, are making things slightly lighter. So Australia, New Zealand, and Argentina, they used to be the big things on the international market. Now you can barely find them. Sustainability is real big with people under 35. Totally get it. Uh, can't knock a health and wellness trend in any way, shape, or form. But when you have to make your minds organic and biodynamic um, from micro producers to big farms, um, it's pricier. I use this thought on wine as I approach the stock market and investments in sectors. What are the trends impacting it? Um, did homework last night where I did a lot of work uh, 
for my kid on studying what form factors are. Which one's greater than the other? Um, is the bigger square got a bigger form factor than the smaller square? One. And uh, like I just had to refresh myself, so I pulled up Chat GPT, and that's a trend for sure. Anyhow, anyway, I just want to say thank you. If you need a referral to a financial planner, who I think everyone who's got five hundred thousand dollars or more, or fifty plus years old and older, um, should use a financial planner. You don't want to outlive your money, and uh, that would be very ugly for you. Now, with that said, I use a financial planner for myself, for estate planning, for tax preparation or investment management, especially tax preparation into investment management. But I use it for alternative investments on debt, on alternative investments for real estate, on alternative investments for equity. If you ever want to talk about it, I can show you what I do personally. Uh, I can send you an email on that and or set up a meeting, a Zoom call to show you how a financial planner can benefit for you. Just send me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. For more information about EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.